Alright, hello everybody, welcome to twitch.tv slash jchenzor with another episode of Generation Spacing. Uh, of course, as myself, Ebonic Plague, and Tubaware, all of us feeling in weird different physical <laughs> shapes right now and mental <laughs> states, you know. But uh, here for another week to discuss lots of cool, fun stuff. So, uh, how you guys feeling, man? Uh... Tired and stressed. Yeah. Yeah, ditto that. Let's, uh, I, th I think that's around the table. Tired and stressed. <laughs> well, uh, I will say that, you know, part of that is due to, you know, real life stuff going on. And thus, uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter because, uh, you know, we don't want to keep Brandon up too late. And, you know, it, it, it is a Midwest time zone for him. It is actually 11 o'clock for him. So we're going to try to end this at about midnight his time. So in about an hour. So, I mean, instead of just shooting the shit for a while at first, let's let's talk about old people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's your talk kind, about, your your people. Yeah. We're finally getting here a little bit more of the generation here in generation spacing. <laughs> it only took us like you know seven shows. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I, I'm seventh episode. Something like that. Yeah, seventh episode, I think. Well, if you count last week's episode, which was just uh, Tubo teaching me uh, Killer Instinct. Uh, I, I, you know, I, obviously it is Midwest time. It was, I'm, I'm sad you didn't stick around longer. Max, like, actually ended up raiding my channel at one oh, point. Oh, did he? In time. Yeah, he did. And, like, Damn. it was like, Max raids with 8,000 people. I was like, what the hell is even going on here? So, you know. I don't know what to do with all these people. Yeah, I know. And then all of a sudden I just started talking about my old man philosophies with fighting games, you know, about how, like, you know, back then we had it so much harder than everybody. No, I was kidding. <laughs> Yeah, you walked uphill both ways in the middle of the summer <laughs> with the snow, snow on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. All right. So what? I, I know this is something that you wanted to talk about, and you're sick of the boomers and everything like that. But yeah. uh, here's my question. It's like, where did this come from? And what in particular have some of these boomers been saying, you know, that have been generating so much ire from you? So mainly it's been Valle's Twitter. <laughs> that's where yes, okay. that's where most of this has come from and other people have <laughs> chimed in agreeing with him on some shit mm -hmm. or or even like subtweeted um but he's just been uh like last week mostly is bringing up how uh i guess he's getting in the discussion of you know new players versus old players what was the the better group of players right oh, the more God, skilled here individuals go. here we go <laughs> Yeah, and I, I know a really common sentiment has always been that uh, the the competition level is is higher and more difficult to break through these days than yeah. back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Valle was essentially saying otherwise. Mm -hmm. He's saying, well, if we had all the shit you guys had, if we had fucking the internet and YouTube videos and tech videos and could play mm -hmm. online and all this shit, if we had all the shit you guys had, We'd be just as good, if not better. Like, so, there's no question. So doesn't that inherently concede the argument, then? Because, like, I, you're I, saying... Yeah, because... Yeah, like, he's, like he's, yeah, he's just saying, like, there's... there's if it, We're not as good because we didn't have your shit. But he's also saying we actually were just as good. We just didn't have that stuff, but... Yeah. 
I mean, I'm of the mindset that, you know, I've argued this with David for years, uh, that if Tomo were around in this day and age, he'd be one of the best players right now. I don't think he'd be the best player, he, but he would be up there and he would be, um, you know, competitive with guys like Knuckle Dew and Punk. I even brought up the fact that there's something very weird about Tomo and Knuckle Dew. Like they even look the same. It's it's and they and their and their personalities are very similar to each other in some weird way. So I almost You're feel not like... gonna get this reference, but it's kinda like you're saying that Knuckle Dew is the oob to <laughs> Kid Boo. He's the reincarnation oh. of Tomo. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll be reincarnated as someone good this time. Yeah. Right? I mean, I some, something line. to that effect. It, it's it's really kind of interesting. But, you know, I, I do believe that. And, and you know, to Vi's point, you know, what he's trying to say, I guess, is that, you know, the <clears> players <throat> that were excellent back then would be excellent now. That, you know, what I think is, honestly, I, I agree with Vi. In a lot of ways, obviously, because I'm an old man and I lived through that time and I've seen the <laughs> level of play from those players. Um, I agree with him and I kind of agree with the other side, too. So, you know, the players back then probably aren't as strong as the best players are right now because of the lack of resources. But had we had the resources, yeah, we probably would be very strong because, you know, one of the so... things. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I mean, I, I know where you're going with that. My, my, I mm -hmm. guess my kind of argument uh, to we were just as strong back then. I, I feel like, uh, especially us being commentators now, and it's kind of our <laughs> job to break down gameplay, we know uh -huh. what strong players look like. We don't have to actually play them. We know what it looks like when strong players play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you look at a lot of old footage, in particular the uh, American old fighting game footage, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They sucked. Like they were like, they 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 might go two and two at a major type. Like, and those were like some of the best players in some of these games. There are like, they were they were not strong fighting game players. Well, for no. their time they were, but comparatively to now, they'd be like mediocre as fuck. Right. But here's the thing: is if we played today and we didn't have training mode, and we didn't have YouTube and stuff like that, we would be playing at that same level. That's the thing, I, right? The argument... I, I don't know if that's true, though. Well, because... I, I, I thought the argument was um, that uh, the, the, the level of play right now is higher than the level of play back then, or vice versa. It is, that. absolutely. Yeah, it is. I mean... I thought that was the... That was the there's no question like, about that. However... You know, I I still have this open challenge to anybody right now to go and play some hyper fighting and study the game with all your frame data and all your training mode and all your YouTube and all that shit and then go beat Mike Watson in a first to ten. And you won't do it. Can, like, no can one's going to... Can I uh, say that I beat BBH in hyper fighting? Does that does that count? Is, is that allowed, James? Can no, I, 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 that? I mean, look, it's BBH, and then there's Watson. Okay, I'm not not saying okay, that. Be... Like, you're you're literally comparing like, one of the strongest players <laughs> that that game saw. Right, but that's my point. That's well, we're the... talking on average, though. Right, like, you would have right, to pick, like, but someone of a more average skill level. Yeah, but like... my my like obviously Mike Watson and Alex Valle and Justin Wong. They're not falling into the, the camp that we're talking about. Okay, okay. We're talking about the average the average skill level of player now 
mm-hmm. is like five times higher than average skill was back then. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting thought process because the average skill level is probably five, maybe ten times stronger now than it was during uh, yeah. like the late '90s, early 2000s. I wouldn't say it's that much stronger than when Street Fighter II first came out. Because uh, when Street Fighter Two was at the World Warrior was at its highest peak, I can't even explain to you how good everybody was at that game. I mean, it's because nobody did not play that game, and the only way you could play it is if you were even remotely decent. So you know, back then maybe we're like three times stronger than that. But then the fighting game community overall dissipated, and it became a niche. Right back with Street Fighter Two. World Warrior, I would argue that it was more popular as a genre then than it even is now. And there's no way that's possible. I, I, I find that hard to believe. There's no way it's possible. Maybe it felt bigger because you were younger and you'd see 30 people gathered around a cabinet mm-hmm. or two, so it felt bigger, but there's no way that it's bigger because they held tournaments. Right. And, and they weren't. 10,000 people deep, you know? Yeah. It was like 64-man brackets. Yeah, for sure. So there's no way it was as popular as it is now. But, again, I like even nowadays, if you talk to most people and tell them there's a Street Fighter V, most people are like, what, there's a five? You know, whereas back then, everybody fucking knew what Street Fighter Two was. I mean, I tell these stories all the time of, like, how, like, you know, my parents ran a video store. And, like, uh, uh, they had a, st- like, v- VHSs were 80 bucks back in the day before DVDs. Like, buying a movie was, like, 80 bucks. So you had to get a, so you had to go to a, 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 a distributor center to get them for bulk prices at, like, $64 or whatever like that. Well, eventually yeah. video games started becoming rentals and my parents could get video games for cheaper prices and for no tax. And so we would always tag along with our parents to go to that place or call our, or have our parents ask about the games. And every time we asked the employees, like, oh, do you have this game in here? They'd be like, what? And then type it and, like, try to look it up and try to find out what the hell it is because they'd never heard of it. When Street Fighter II first came out on the Super Nintendo, we ran up to the lady at the thing, you know, super old lady, you know, gray hair, glasses, whatever like that. We're like, do you have Street Fighter II? And she's like, no, that sold out a long time ago. You know, like... <laughs> That's how it was back then. Like, people don't realize where Street Fighter 2 was back then. I mean, it's like Pac-Man boom. You know what I mean? I mean, I was, like, alive and playing fighting games back then, though. I mean, I was a kid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So maybe I wasn't fully aware. But I I have been to arcades. Right. Like, I I remember Mortal Kombat being way more popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when 2 dropped. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's true. Mortal Kombat 2 was huge. Mortal Kombat 2 came out at around the time when Street Fighter started falling off. But again, like I said, that was after World Warrior already. World Warrior is kind of nuts. Now, again, you know, arguably, like I said, arguably Street Fighter 2 might have been more... Street Fighter might have been more popular back then than it is now. And like I said, it's arguable. And I can totally see why, you know, it's just not the case at all anymore. You know, not the case that it was more popular back then. But, you know, I just... For one, you know, you can't compare tournament sizes. There was no internet back then. There was no way people could communicate. No way anybody could even organize anything like that. I mean, the way that I found out about Pico Rivera is because Tony and... 
Tomo drove around Southern California passing out photoshopped little flyers to everybody just to let everybody know there was even a tournament, right? You, you can't even get a, a, an AGSF2 back then. There wasn't even a, a news group to find information, let alone forums or social media or anything like that. It's hard to organize those kind of things. But, you know, I, it's just that that particular era was very strong. Everything since then... Yeah, not as strong, but again, I think Vi's point more is about the strongest players, right? I mean, did he say average? Our strongest players are for sure stronger than the strongest players back then. Uh, Absolutely. So, I, I do want to backtrack a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a question for James because mm-hmm. I agree with you on uh, Street Fighter 2's popularity. That's like fairly obvious, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But since you're talking about people knowing the game uh, back then versus knowing the game now, mm-hmm. there's like a couple of things there that like kind of. So so first you you, you talked about trying to buy Street or rent Street Fighter 2 or whatever oh, uh, yeah, with yeah. the old lady and it was sold <laughs> out. You can check sales figures for the two games. I feel like one of them will tell you whether or not. Street Fighter V was well more well known through that, right? That's just one thing. Um, the the other the other thing being, uh, what demographic are you asking when you ask like do you, uh, when when people say, oh, there's a fifth one? Because if it's someone in your age group, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. that would more explain it. Because it makes I, sense I, that they wouldn't know. Speaking speaking to people within my age group or at least close to it. I don't think I've met someone who doesn't know, like, who goes, like, oh, there's a fifth one. They, they like, right. definitely know. They might not play it, but I, I don't think there's a person I have met that is just, right. like, asking and, that question. And what I, I guess what I mean by popularity back then, I'm not even just talking, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about popularity in terms of just exactly how big it was back then. Uh, the fact of the matter is that more people who didn't play video games knew about Street Fighter. You know what I mean? That's that's okay, kind of yeah. that's kind of the main thing is that it was so ingrained in the popular culture that mm-hmm. everybody knew what it was. Like yeah, 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 and I mean that was like that was indicative of uh, the the time where that was the 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 new thing that nobody had ever heard of, kind of right. deal, right? Like obviously Street Fighter One was there, but Street Fighter Two was a completely different thing, right? As as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> so like of course it was. It, it, like I feel like more people knew because it was this thing that didn't exist prior in this type of format. Yeah, you know what I mean. That and it changed everything, right? It was so popular, it was so played. You know, I've also told the stories that you know when I worked at the UCLA arcade, you know we had to, you know, every week, one day out of the week, you had to empty all the machines of the quarters. Mm-hmm. And the manager who was there said the only time that they had to do that twice a week was during Street Fighter Two. Because the machines would actually overflood with quarters and they would basically stop working at that point in time. So they had to do collections twice a week. Because that's how, and, and it wasn't like they had like two machines. They had like six head to heads, you know, and they all like filled out completely every single time. Um, that's the thing. But, you know, what I'm talking about in terms of the popularity there is, is, is just more trying to paint an atmosphere of what it was at the time, less so much as saying, like, everybody back then was super good. Like, there were a lot of very strong players back there. And I do think Tomo, you know, is the unique one. Like, I, I, like even the four greats at 
uh, Pico Rivera, which are Tomo, Tony, uh, Roger, and I think Vahe was the last one. Uh, I don't what about, think about uh, Jeff Schaefer. Uh, Jeff Schaefer wasn't one of the original four greats, but he was really good. And I, I mean, he. Uh, I mean. Again, this is a useless argument, maybe. I don't know, but there was that one year Daigo went to Family Fun Arcade and played Jeff Schaefer in Super Turbo or one of those games, and Jeff Schaefer beat Daigo. Right? I, I don't know if that has any sort of set, you know, bearing on the argument in any which way, shape, or form. Uh, but, like I said, out of all those players, Tomo is clearly the outlier. <laughs> he's clearly the outlier sure. like a Vi, like a Justin Wong and all those guys like that um, the breadth and skill level of players today is like like you said unarguably stronger than it was 10 years ago you know what I mean I don't I don't think that there's any uh, question of that it's just Again, it's like Caramel Jenkins says that, you know, we're talking about potential now. And when you start arguing potential, you know, what can you say? It just becomes the old argument of, you know, if this player had this new fangled rackets and the training regimens that we have today and all well, the medical dude, stuff. Yeah, that's what, that's what Watson was going off about, too, when he started piggybacking on Valle's comment, which is weird given their history. But anyways... Um, <laughs> He was he was talking about how people would do like, you know, wake up DPS and shit perfectly on on the garbage sticks or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, like, what you're complaining about the equipment that everybody had to use? Everybody was on level playing ground. He's like, oh, but we're 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 more skilled because we had to use this shitty equipment. Shut up. Okay, I, I Shut I'll up. in on that one. Um, so like, I, I can definitely execute the DP back in Street Fighter Two on shitty cabs because yeah, I have like, done so at ground up. control and I have done so at, uh, at at one of the Dream Hacks where they had like this clearly broken stick, like while on this on the Street Fighter <laughs> yeah, Two. Yeah, dude, that was that was just straight up. That 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 was that was the the tweet that sent me over. I was like, you fucking FGC boomers, because that was literally just a we walked uphill both ways three miles to get to the arcade and we had to fish for our quarters and i mean like, like just the, shut up the, the 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 justification of that comment though is that every arcade had different style of sticks and they had different spring strengths they had sure. different if it was 360 or if it was whatever could be convex buttons, could be concave buttons. I mean, yeah, we've got to but whatever you were using, your opponent was using too. So yeah, but the thing uh, is, they could be sometimes. they could be well, used to I that. Mean, yeah, right. So that's the thing. Like you think about Evo two thousand three or Evo two thousand four MVC two tournaments, where Justin had his mastic, and nobody would play their matches unless they could borrow Justin's stick, and so. They would borrow his stick, and then they'd be like, Justin, you have to play. And Justin's like, I can't. He's using my stick. Like, this was a problem back in the day because every arcade was tuned so differently. So even if you were playing on the same machine as someone else, if that person's home arcade was a loose joystick and you were used to playing a tight joystick, like, go and... If you grab Mr. Wizard's Mastic or if you grab John Choi's Mastic, they have their joysticks tuned super tight. I can't even barely use it anymore. Like, I'm so used to the square gate and the loose joysticks of, um, of modern 
you know, of the, of the Japanese consoles and stuff like that, right? But yeah. you go to any arcade and the give on where down back is is going to be different in every arcade because it could be a perfect 360 and not just micro switches. That's the thing is that you had to adapt on the fly to how the controller worked at that particular arcade because you couldn't, that's not what you were used to, you know, and, 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 Nowadays, we're so homogenized on joysticks that if you give me a Victrix stick or you give me a TE2 or you give me a Razer, I can play on it because they all feel exactly the same. And that just was not the case back then. It was so vastly different back then. So even if you could do an uppercut on an old stick, if you're used to something with the spring that's like super tight, I mean, there's some joysticks out there that I feel like I get a fucking workout when I use those sticks, you know? I feel like I come out sweating and stronger afterwards. But if that's what you're used to and then you go to an arcade where the joystick is super loose, it's hard for you to play. It, it, it really can get hard to play, and you had to make the adjustments. Okay, boy. Uh, to add on that, um, uh, when, when you specifically mentioned uh, that you would be playing the same equipment as your opponent, mm -hmm. uh, that's not always true, because a uh, certain arcade would have different sides that were either <laughs> I mean, yeah. more busted or less busted, yeah. and there's a reason why yeah. there is a side switch rule. Yep. Uh -huh. uh, because... <laughs> Like you would play a match on player one side and it'd be perfect, but the person, the other guy, would just have their fierce button just work maybe three out of ten times, right. and then you would need to side switch because it was like, well, I, I, there needs to be an equal playing field kind right. of deal. So it's, it's, yeah, there, there, there definitely is a difference. Um, not only going from arcade to arcade, but even right. on the same like setup that you both are playing on. Um, however, I, I do genuinely believe that like. Uh, because of the way the culture is, it's it's not as as much of a feat because I feel like you guys were probably used to it. You yeah, know you just knew like this how coming we're, in. We're, this was your price of admission. We're we're used to the way our sticks work. I, like I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly, but like no, um, like they they knew this coming in. Like they, this was not like a shock. <laughs> this is the price of admission. You yeah, can't yeah, yeah. you can't blame something that you're expecting. You know, it's just you want to change the title. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I forgot again. <laughs> uh, see, I... this is what happens when you let old people be in control of things. Yeah, pretty much. Uh... But like, when when it comes to when it comes to potential or whatever, um, since that was technically a part of the argument at some point, mm -hmm. um, or at least as far as I know, because uh, I haven't seen oh, all the, the tweets and the uproar or whatever. Um, I, I think, yeah, like, uh, players back then definitely would have the ability to get as good as people right now, mm -hmm. uh, because they would have the resources or whatever, but I thought the argument was not that. I thought the argument was whether or not they were better or equal, or the same level or worse kind of deal. Oh, no, hold on, man. I'll just pull up the tweets, because <laughs> put them in the chat. Cause, well, yeah, I saw him, and I thought I, I thought it was that. Right. And maybe I was just misunderstanding. I mean, or either that or I forgot. The hardest, I read him this morning. The hardest part is that, you know, when you talk to someone like Vi or Watson, are they referring to the average or are they referring to themselves? You know, mm -hmm. because they're not the averages, right? After Tomo, the best player was like Watson, and then after Watson was like Vi, right? Like, yeah. they were the cream of the crop, and absolutely, they are outliers, because uh, even right now, you could say Punk and Knuckle do are outliers 
in our current scene, you know, because they kind of are, you know, they are that much better than everybody else. And um, I just think that, you know, if we're talking potential, like average, yeah, for sure. The, the average scene is way stronger today. And is that, th that, that's, that has a lot of reasons, right? So one, breadth, right? The more people play, the more likely we're going to find people who are just have that kind of, uh, you know, like, oh my God, this totally makes sense. You know, we'll have the opportunity to find the Sonic Foxes out there a little bit easier because more numbers play. Uh, obviously, all the tech and everything out there is uh, is available to us. So, you know, something like a Vi CC, you can't save that shit for nationals, you know? <laughs> like, no, 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 you're, you're totally right. Someone's like, going to find it I, instantaneously, and so Vi is not going to have the secret upper hand going into the first big national that he can blow everybody up with because nobody had a chance to practice against it, you know? Um, so clearly we're at a different time and, uh, and just have so much more resources. You know, I mean, this is, this is the same argument for pretty much everything out there. Like I said, sports science is such a different thing now too, that, you know, the whole argument of, you know, is LeBron better than Jordan because Jordan, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, all these things like that, but, you know, are is deep like people are like oh defense is so much more scientific now and da 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 and all that stuff like that so you know it's uh, I uh, I can't comment on the basketball uh, ability of uh, LeBron <laughs> versus Jordan and I'm not going to uh, that would that would get me stabbed I feel like okay, uh, okay. regardless of which way I said uh, and of course <laughs> Brandon is part of the uh, you're a big Bulls fan right Brandon. Oh yeah. dang! Did you just get Doritos? Yeah. Mike is definitely a better player. Did you just get Doritos? <laughs> uh, yeah, they went to the start. Dang! I don't think I don't think it's even that much of a debate. Look, to be honest, I. But what would you say to the people who say Michael Jordan was defended by Dan Marley and defended by you know these people, whereas LeBron is being defended by all these big people and they have so much better defense these days and the science is different and you know he's blah blah like what would you say to that? What I'd is the say that LeBron couldn't play in the same era as Jordan because he get beat up and quit. Because <laughs> he gets he gets beat up and quits at that in this era. Oh, That's a problem. Man. Yes. Uh, the worst thing about I'd, it is... I'd also say that Jordan never lost a final series. Yeah. I, think this, I think this comes back to the uh, whether you're talking about the average player or the top player thing again. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing I wanted... One of the tweets uh, that you, you specifically pointed out um, was uh, Baye specifically talking about him almost beating Daigo. You know, yeah. it was, it, but it was close, though. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, um, and so, so I that that, that uh, I didn't get to fully look through the other ones. That, uh, that was the first one I looked at. Um, it it seems to me like uh, maybe the argument for Valle was the top players, uh, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that because, like I said, I just looked through that one real fast. But I was like, I was like so interested in what James was saying that I like <laughs> I was having trouble reading and listening at the same time. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> It's this is just gonna be. I feel like one of those arguments because everybody's gonna think that their generation is the best, right? You know, in terms of the basketball stuff, I mean, you're gonna talk to the people who grew up during this time who have just done nothing but watch LeBron, 
And they're all just going to sit there and be like, oh my God, LeBron is so good. Can you see that he got to nine NBA finals with shitty teams and everything? You know, but the parody was, is so different. Back then, the teams were so much stronger. Defense was more hardcore. You actually got like physically injured. Like Kurt Rambis got clotheslined, you know, by, by, yeah. the, by the freaking Celtics and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I listen to that argument. I think it's silly because I don't think LeBron is even like top five of basketball players of all time, you know. But you personally hate LeBron. Brown. I I do because a lot of it comes from a lot of the people out there who think he's so good, <laughs> which I think is unjustified. I mean, but is, you know, is he is he not good though? Like, he is super no, good. Yeah. He's super <laughs> yeah. good. No like, question, Hall of Fame. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about like him versus Jordan. Type right. Thing I'm just saying like he not like because he's like clearly. <laughs> so my argument for LeBron. And sorry, we're completely shifting topics here, but I'm just going to talk NBA here. My argument on on LeBron is that he is like Shaq. He is a physical monstrosity. He is someone that is so much, he's so big, he's so fast, and he's so strong. If he had Michael Jordan's mentality, if he had Kobe Bryant's mentality, this conversation shouldn't even be happening. LeBron would clearly be the best player of all time because nobody should be able to match anything that he does. The fact that he, yeah, the fact that he is even in the conversation is a sign of the problem of LeBron James. That's how I look at it, essentially. So he he has such a physical like. That's why I think Kobe's number two is because if you look at Kobe Bryant, he's the same goddamn size as everybody else in the NBA. Jordan was even a little bit bigger than most people in his position. Kobe Bryant is the most normal-looking basketball player out there out of everyone, and he just normal-looking six-foot-six dude. Well, from from in in the NBA, right? Like Vince Carter is bigger and stronger than 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 Kobe, but Kobe did better than Vince Carter, right? So, like, that's my argument in that kind of mindset. So, so that's that's kind of the 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 the. Anyways, how that's, does that how does that how does that leeway to uh, our current topic? My point uh, is yeah. my point being is that whatever you're familiar with is going to be what you like, what you think is the strongest. So obviously Watson played against those people, and he knows the kind of strength. And like I said, even in my memory, when I think back to stuff that Tomo was doing back in Street Fighter Two, he was doing things that we just have names for now. You know, he was doing option selects. He was doing confirms and things like that. And we just have names for it now. Daigo was doing option selects in Super Turbo a long time ago. We just didn't recognize what he was doing because we didn't have names for it and stuff like that. So, you know, these players are obviously all really, really strong. But again, that's the cream of the crop. Daigo is a, is a, is a like Daigo, Nuki, Tokido, all these guys. I mean, Tokido... It's it's an interesting situation too, right? Because Tokido was one of the best in 2002, and he's one of the best now. I mean, I think Tokido Tokido might be the best fighting game player of all time. It's either that or Kazunoko is one of my big picks for that <laughs> because of the the variety yeah. of games that he's dominated in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's why when it's all said and done, Sonic Fox is going to be. The best. Yeah. I well, no, like legitimately, but I feel like those are the three biggest in contention, uh, yeah. with, like without question. But uh, 
Those three... Um, I, that actually brings up something I was going to say, uh, specifically when all said and done, Sonic Fox is going to be the best. Um, <laughs> I was specifically going to say that uh, my personal belief is that, uh, despite the fact that this is the FGC I know and like how I, I think that this is probably the strongest like we are on average and whatnot, um, I think in the future there is a good chance that uh, that, uh, that scene would be better. Uh, given the fact that we would know even more or, you know, something like that, right? Like, there's there's, there's more there's stuff that we were discovering about games just recently, right? In the future, that stuff, just like stuff, option selects back then, are going to be common knowledge, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, so like, the, the, there's, there's only to go up until we've basically discovered everything about, like, playing, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the only thing that'll make players stronger is going to be having more players... Yeah, the scene itself growing like that's. I mean, the 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 spread of information is free now. That's that's not gonna affect right. anything any longer. So I mean, I think the interesting thing about bringing up Sonic Fox though, is that you know all three of us agree that in the end Sonic Fox is probably gonna be the greatest fighting game player of all time. If they're already not right now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, yeah. But ten, fifteen years from now when there's the new Sonic Fox and everybody's just going to be like, ah, oh, Sonic Fox wasn't really all that much because, I mean, <laughs> they even said it themselves. The NRS community is super lazy, you know, so they weren't even Yeah, but Sonic Fox of- went and did it in Marvel and then they went and did it in uh, Dragon Ball. Right. Skullgirls, that are Alive. This is my point right here, is what you're doing now is what all those people 15 years from now are going to be saying what Watson and Vi are doing. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's totally possible. It's a sure. completely different situation. Can... I mean, back then, like, you, you're going to be saying, look, man, we actually had to play with joysticks, okay? We didn't have this thing hooked up to our brain, Hitbox. and we didn't have perfect oh, yeah, execution. Too. You know, that's just the kind of, or, or it's going to be like, we had to play offline, okay? Not all of our tournaments were online. Online is never legit. Oh, God, I hope that's never what the case is. Right, and that's the thing, is we're already moving in that direction. <laughs> the better the netcode gets in fighting games, the more we're going to be moving in that direction, because I made this comparison on the Tuesday show, when Evo went from arcade cabinets to console, we hit the exact same problem. Nothing's going to be legit because we're on consoles now. It's just not legit because it's not the arcade cabinet, you know? Mm-hmm. And we had that argument, and it's going to happen where we're going to make this so... trans... I have a strong argument against that. Okay. Even in non-fighting game esports, mm-hmm. all the the majors, all the real competitions, all the real championships are offline on LAN. All of them. Oh. So I, I, I do not think ever, ever, ever <laughs> that online tournaments will replace offline tournaments for fighting games. Because it doesn't happen in the games that were born online, right? First-person shooters, born online. Fucking MOBA's born online. Our shit was born offline. Right. And and yet those those born online games still only consider real championships to be offline tournaments. Right. And so, so I believe okay. the the only exceptions to that rule uh, are League of Legends and mm-hmm. I think Dota. Dota might have a land mode. Uh, yeah. But um, from what I know, uh, League of Legends and Dota, they should not have any sort of land ability, even with. Uh, 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 tournaments being run by their respective companies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
uh, from what yeah, I they have remember, to check in online or something like that, right? Well, I, I I just I just they never made a like they have tournament servers, but those are still right. technically peer to peer, right? Like they're not like right. actually LAN connected to the same thing, right? Now, but yeah, sorry. Here's my thing though: is that 15 years from now, when all fighting games have rollback netcode and people are playing the majority of their tournaments online, and that's all they know, and that's all they've grown up, and that's they play, and they feel like it's legit. If they heard someone sit there and go, this doesn't count at all, because, you know, offline is clearly this, and network is never going to be, da-da, and like all this, that's going to be the same feeling they're going to get from you talking about that, as what you're getting from Watson talking about, we had to play on the joint. Now you're just going to be saying, oh, this is talking about offline versus online and net code. That's like talking about walking in the but snow. Uphill, have you seen you know? my tweets about that, though? What's that? Have you seen my tweets about that? Uh oh, I, I don't think I saw them. So I, I tweeted something. Oh, when they announced Evo Online before mm-hmm. they announced the games. Right. I, I tweeted out in before people say. Evo Online champs are not real Evo champs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I had people in my mentions saying, oh, because they're not, they're not. It's Evo Online. It's bullshit online play, yada, 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 yada. <laughs> and then they announced all the games were good netcode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I quote tweeted it, and I was like, are you guys still going to not consider this a real championship? Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people were like, well, maybe it's real. <laughs> so... I'm on the progressive side of things. Like I will, I I do not. I, the reason I said that is because the FGC is so quick to take away accomplishments mm-hmm, to gatekeep mm-hmm. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. For for shit like oh, but you won online. I don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. Somebody beats my ass online. I'm like, yeah, you know, you beat me. Whatever. Yeah, it's just I don't do that. I don't believe in gatekeeping accomplishments. So. Uh, you can't say, well, what would you do? I wouldn't do that shit. Maybe the rest of the FGC, <laughs> old, old heads would do that, but I'm right. not like that. I'm progressive. I'm telling people to use Hitbox. I'm right, telling people to right. fucking play online a lot. Play the games that have good netcode, etc. Like, that's... I understand where things are going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I still so do, you, do not think that offline tournaments will ever be replaced. So do you not feel that, uh, that your, your idea of uh, the the old heads being as strong as they're talking about is not like gatekeeping. What do you mean? So like, uh, am I gatekeeping the old guys from saying that they're good? I mean, like it's it's kind of a similar uh, prospect if you think about <laughs> no, it. No, no, I'm just I'm just speaking the fact that they don't have the resources that we have now. They I mean, just that's, don't. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's totally true. Just, and and, and when you watch oh, a lot of old footage, maybe not from like the Alpha Two and Beyond era, but before then, about mm-hmm. you watch a lot of the old footage, and a lot of their top players would not be considered top players now. They'd be like above average guys. So I I, I can definitely uh, agree with that um, simply because uh, in my what I've only been around for like what eleven years in the FGC, mm-hmm. uh, ten eleven years something like that. Um, I have seen, I can, I can actually use Marvel 3 as an example. Uh, vanilla Marvel 3 play um, to the end of Vanilla Marvel 3 was it's a whole different game. different game. Right? A whole like before, different game. Before mm-hmm. Ultimate came out, right? So before mechanics changed. Um, 
So, so you can use that as a better example. Another example, and uh, I don't want this to turn into like uh, anybody saying this person is stupid or anything, because this was just like their opinions of the early game. And then that what did game. Kyle P do now? Yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it is it's in Dragon Ball Fighters, and it's actually Nakio. Um, when when Fighters first came out, um, Nakio was on his stream, and uh, he was trying to explain to to somebody. Uh, the proper way to 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 set up a good situation when you're comboing somebody, right? Like uh, afterwards, um, and one of the things he said was like, "Don't use any assists because you're gonna want the like both of them for like Oki and pressure afterwards, right?" Mm -hmm. That clearly changed, right? Mm -hmm. Like that clearly changed. Um, and so like he's not dumb for thinking that. That just happened to be what was good at the moment, and then eventually we found out more about the game, and that changed, right? Right. And so like you can see just the, the growth of the player base within the same game uh, fairly quickly. Uh, and and so I feel like if if you watch an old, like, Street Fighter 2 video of back in the day where and watch an old Street, or a Street Fighter 2 video of, like, right now, we know vastly more about Street Fighter 2 and, <laughs> like, and stuff like that. I don't know. I just, I, mean... I, I feel like it's, it's pretty apparent, like, what can be uh, what can be seen simply by just watching the videos? Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is obviously what we have nowadays is an acceleration of everything, right? So, you know, I I made the comment earlier about how no one could go back and beat Mike Watson, and everybody was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, you're just going to discount 15 years of experience that Mike Watson has," you know. But I mean, honestly, Mike Watson's 15 years of experience is about equal to like maybe two or three years of experience <laughs> for today because we were so limited back then because we didn't have maybe, a lot of yeah. that stuff. You know, I still don't think that if somebody sat here and studied everything about hyper fighting for three years and did nothing but play that game, that they would be able to dominate Watson in the game. You know, I, I just there's just an inherent understanding of what that game what those games were capable of there's just you 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 sought out a different set of players so what's interesting now actually is that and i i talked about this in the shift you saw the shift even in street fighter 4 at evil with the winners going from the you know the 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 daigo winners daigo fudo winners over to more like infiltration and cn and stuff like that is that you went from the heart players to more of the the mind players and i feel like the shift of games have gone that way too i feel like the games are severely favoring the scientific players more more than it is favoring the heart players now. So you see someone like Justin Wong and you're like, well, they're not doing as good in Street Fighter V as they used to. Clearly, that generation's not as strong. I honestly don't think Street Fighter V is a game suited for Justin Wong. And when he found a character that worked for him, he got top eight at Capcom Cup, right? Yeah. I mean, and then what happens? Samurai Showdown comes out and all the old people got top eight. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's... It's a very different kind of games as well. I feel like the games themselves have changed a lot that have made it so that what the old scene, because we didn't have training mode, because we didn't have all this stuff, we couldn't science things. And so a lot of the top players back then were the heart players, like Vi, who freaking, you know, uppercuts in the middle of nowhere. And you're like, what the hell? Daigo has the Ume Shoryu, right? He was 
famous for the Umen Shoryu. But we're at a situation right now where the games favor the scientific play because they're so frame data heavy, because there's so much, you know, all this like, oh, look, this DP is invincible to projectiles on frame three, but invincible to, but this one is invincible to strikes. And, and so you have to study all this shit. It's not about just what you're feeling. And so, I don't know, like, I think Samurai Showdown is an interesting situation because even a person like freaking Henry Sen, right? I mean, he got he was top eight there too, wasn't he? Like, it's it's crazy. What, Evo? No, was it Henry? Was Who was eight. it? There was a, there was like another old school player from the U.S. that was in there. I Vi. It was Vi, Justin, and I could have swear there was somebody else. Yeah, it wasn't Andy. Yeah, but in any case, you know, you have all the old people there, right? And it, it, that's the thing is like if you made a game that favors the old people mindset, they would still perform well. And weirdly enough, I feel like Samurai Showdown kind of kind of illustrated that a little bit. It did. It yeah. did for sure. Yeah. Uh, I I I guess like I I definitely see where you're coming from in regards to the Sam Show comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like you may have pointed out uh, flaws in like the Street Fighter Two one. Mm -hmm. Um, when you said that there wasn't training mode and stuff uh, for <laughs> yeah. them to to learn stuff mm -hmm. on, and like so the the heart players were the best. Uh, I that I feel like that ends up begging the question like if there was training mode, would the heart players be the best anyway? Like even without the spread of information, all the frame data and shit is still there. It's not. It's not to say that like it wasn't there back in right. Street Fighter Two because we know it's there. Right. We, like, so, it's, it's very obvious, right? So, it's just that we had no specific way to to really understand that and to to find it as easily as we did now. Right. Um, so so what I'm what I'm getting at is like I I I feel like if there was like an easily accessible training mode and stuff and and people had a paradigm shift of how they look at the game, mm -hmm. I think a science player would absolutely be able to figure stuff out because you can sit there and play with your heart, but like you're, you're saying it, 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 that doesn't mean the person that knows the frame data wouldn't try to fight somebody that plays with their heart in right, a way that right. would also be playing with their heart. Because like as a, as a player and a person, you're playing the mental game 24 seven versus your opponent. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. So like, you're always like, okay, so the, these are the spread of options that this person might do right. right you're never going to calculate you're you're not calculating specifically what is the best po the, the the best possible option and right. only sticking with that one i mean sometimes you are yeah. but it's I, I i just feel like science players would have that have a more of an edge than i feel like are being given credit for well i mean the reason why i brought up the samurai showdown thing was because it's just the way the games are designed you know samurai showdown is going to favor the heart player over the science player street fighter 5 is going to favor the science player over the heart player the thing is the reason why the heart players dominated a long time ago is because that's what those games favored you know, the, the way that those games were designed were just designed in a way that that's how, that's what dominated the most. And, you know, even when you look at it from a science standpoint, the science isn't going to make a difference because, you know, like I said, everything pushes you super far away. There was no turns back then. Throws are one frame. You know, like, <laughs> every, if you were minus one, you were punishable, basically, you know, kind of thing like that. And so, you know, those games were designed around the heart mentality. So, you know, that's why they were the ones that ended up dominating. Uh, if, 
it, Street Fighter Five was came out back then, even without all the training mode and all that stuff like that. I mean, it would have taken us a long time to the point where we finally started playing it correctly. But yeah, the science players would have ended up dominating back then as well. I really do think the games have a very different feel uh, about it. And shout outs to the chat as well. Reynold is the guy I'm thinking of, not Henry Sen. Reynold got top uh, eight, yeah, top yeah, eight yeah. at Evo. That's right. So yeah, yeah. Man is evergreen. But uh, again, yeah, it's it's. I just feel like the the games are designed in that specific way. And and honestly, I, I of course you know as an old person, it sounds like I'm making excuses for old people. <laughs> and and uh, you know that oh games just aren't made for us these days. Brr, you know, shake my cane and everything like that. But like I said, I'm not wrong. It's the kids. <laughs> but again. So- I really do feel like Samurai Showdown was kind of indicative of that, you know. That there are definitely games back then that were for the scientists. I don't think it was every game that was heartfelt because, mm-hmm. like, and I, just as I'm saying this, someone says it in the chat. Uh, Tekken, in particular, <laughs> I felt like required a little bit more science. Virtual um, Fighter, than oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Virtual Fighter, absolutely. Um, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So uh, I'm not trying to discredit what you're saying, but I, I, I feel like. Um, not all of the games were heart based, and oh, no, no, no. And due, due to that fact, like certain certain aspects would be different in those communities in terms mm-hmm. of somebody getting better. Yeah. Um. And so that's the, it's it's that that may be one thing, but I, I still stick to my guns on like if if there were a dedicated like training mode and stuff, mm-hmm. um, a science player might look at it a bit differently because science player doesn't exactly mean just frame data specifically because like obviously you're right like. If you were negative one, you would get throw punched, right? <laughs> like that's that's just how that's just what life is. Um, but because that's just what life is, they would understand that, right? Yeah. And yeah. so they would try to go specifically for the things that did not get them mollywopped mm-hmm. by RNG throw damage. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, I I just like obviously not all of them are going to be like excellent at it or anything like that mm-hmm. don't get me wrong and also i think that there are science players back then uh oh, yeah, even yeah. in the street for street fighter 2 mm-hmm. uh not just like you know tekken and, and virtual fighter or whatnot um it's just it's just the 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 paradigm was specifically to players of the heart yeah what, what's funny what's funny too and yeah arc k soul is right they're not mutually exclusive they're they're definitely something you can be geared towards more than one or the other but you can definitely have yeah, both daigo that's what is, i was saying daigo is the perfect proof right now but then again alex vi is another proof because he was also a tekken national champion at one point in time right so he he was <laughs> He was he could play Tekken. Although Tekken has a lot more heart built into it just because of so many ability to crush everything, like high crush, low crush and shit like that. But that's a science factor, I feel yeah. like. I don't think that's a heart factor, high crush and low crush, because those are particular um moves that do a mm-hmm. particular action. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like a heart based decision is something like, I think they're gonna do this on DP. Like I feel like I mean I, I feel like that kinda just brings us for full circle and approving that they're not that Far from each other. No, no, totally. You, you and mean that, science that and heart? The points I was trying to make previously yeah. was um, was when when I f- felt like James was telling the story, I felt like he was saying that science players specifically would not do anything heart based, right? And so I specifically said that that a science player would also try to to fight a heart based player with mm-hmm. heart because they have to, right? Yeah. You probably like, were the talking about the fucking Captain Planet tribe. <laughs> what? 
I fight you with heart and science. <laughs> and we're gonna Water. fix the environment. Win. Look, I'm I'm a big fan of Don Cheadle as much as anybody else, but let's. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great video. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess coming back, you know, because wow, an hour went by really fast. But um, holy shit, like uh. It's funny because you were talking about science players existed back then. I actually do think Jeff Schaefer is a science player too. I actually do think Jeff Schaefer, because if you read that Alpha 2 guide, it's kind of hilarious because when you read like there's a strategy section from all the top players back there and there's just like you have to do this and read and you have to blah, blah, blah. Then you look at Jeff Schaefer's section, which is like five times longer than everybody else's section. (laughs) And like the first thing he says is like the first thing like I like to do is neutral, just like jump straight up because you can't really do anything about that. And it gives you an opportunity to judge what the opponents do at 90 to 95, at 95 to 90 seconds. I like to do this. And then at like 89 to like whatever second i was like jesus but you know in, in retrospect when you said that i think schaefer probably was more of a science player than 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 a heart player uh so, which is actually kind of funny <laughs> um with with that in mind uh i think that uh oh god I, that, that that brought up like a really good point now i'm like spacing on it um hey, in my head that's appropriate because we're generation spacing Yay. yeah yeah <laughs> um Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, so uh, the the technical players, not just the way games worked uh, later on as time went, mm-hmm. um, it, it it allowed them to shine, right? Um, mm-hmm. But not just that. One of the um, one of the things that I personally think was also happening was the technical players that were back in that era. Um, again, the 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 the, the biggest uh, uh, demographic of players were heart based. If you uh, mm-hmm. uh, as a majority, right? Yeah. Like the major majority heart based, like a little bit of science, whatever you want to say about it, right? But the majority science based players uh, were kind of newer, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, in a way, um, that I think is a perfect example of it just taking time to try and learn how to play in this style. Right, and that's one of the reasons why it probably took a while for science based players to take over uh, as a majority. I guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, oh, obviously, yeah, I mean, the game's changing is, is a factor. It's it's you know the fact that information is free flowing now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know it, it makes it makes being a scientist a lot easier. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, it makes sense that those players are stronger, better, faster. <laughs> winning more yeah i don't know if it's necessarily just the game i i you know yeah i think i think you know just going circling all the way back to like vi and watson's point is that you know obviously it was also a lot harder because you know you had to go out to play you had to leave your house you know you had to have that desire to go and play and learn and get beat at the arcade you couldn't play match after match because after you lost you had to stand in line again and wait forever so growth was harder back then it was definitely a lot harder back then and you know that's an external factor that you know that they are definitely talking about and that is definitely like uphill both ways kind of thing you know and uh for them, though, you know, uh, and for myself, you know, knowing that, that, you know, like, to even get the competition that you needed to get, like, you had to, like, drive two hours to get somewhere as opposed to, hey, I'm just going to sit you down know, and play online. That's you know, that's not too different for today. 
yeah. for a lot of games. <laughs> for a lot of games. Yeah, it's true. With the, with the bad net code. to get better at Blaze Blue by driving two hours to Washington. Yep. <laughs> I could not play anybody locally. Yep. Uh, and then the times that someone locally would uh, appear from the ether, they would right. be gone in a couple of days. Like, right. they wouldn't come back kind of deal. So well, I had to drive two plus hours. But the it nice, became the norm. Yeah, but the nice thing about it is you knew where to drive to, right? Like I said. Back I mean, in, of course, yes. Back, yes. back when, uh, like I said, when we thought we were the best at our arcade, we were killing everybody who showed up and we thought we were all gods and then Tomo showed up and they just wiped the floor with us. I mean, they destroyed mm. us. And this was for the third Pico tournament, so this was still early on in the Street Fighter II era, and they destroyed us. And we were like, holy crap, where do you guys play from? And they handed us these flyers, and they're like, here, look, we play at Pico Rivera. Our third tournament's coming up this weekend and whatever. And we were like, my God, you guys are so good. And you know, and they were like, you guys are actually some of the better people that we played. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and they destroyed us. And you know, but that's how it was back then. Is like, if I wanted to get good, then I had to go to the Pico Rivera tournament. I got lucky because then some one of my friends actually owned a, ca- a hyper fighting cabinet in his house, and so we actually got to do the play local kind of thing. You know, which was a uh, training mode. Yeah, which we actually kind of cheated with a little bit. You know, but you know, it's just. You, back then, in order to be one of the best, like you had all these stupid external factors like joystick, like, you know, location, like side, like, you know, Mike Watson mm. using the strategy of eating a bunch of burritos and then farting right before a big match, you know, to, to throw his opponent off and stuff like that. Like, these are just things that you had to deal with that, you know, a lot of... Yeah, that's something you have to deal with still. Let me tell you about a stanky Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> that hasn't changed much. But... Uh, I, I can't remember if I told the story here, but uh, given that we're close to time, I think I'm just going to say the last thing uh, okay. on this topic that I have. Uh, and this topic is very much uh, dependent on what the focus is specifically yeah. uh, on, on the answer. Because, like, if you're specifically talking about if the old heads had the same uh, access to knowledge and information and whatnot, whether or not they'd be, like, you know, as good, Mm -hmm. then we know the answer is, like, yeah, they would because they have the same shit, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're, if you're, I I feel like if you're looking for the answer of whether or not uh, they are as good right now, I don't think so uh, on average. But, you know, that's just me. Um, And then, like, you know, so on and so forth. I, I feel like the focus of that topic is very important. Right. And that's always going to be the thing that, and like I said, the hardest part too is that every generation is going to think that they went through it the worst, right? Because, you know, for guys like Vi and Watson, all those stupid external factors of walking uphill both ways through the snow contributed to hardening them as players and strengthening them as players because the resolve was there. And so for them, it's a big factor. And, you know, like I said, for us, our generation, well, I'm saying this generation right now, they're going to talk about shitty net code as being our uphill <laughs> snow, you know, in both directions. Shit and, sucks, bro. Yeah, and then... Next, Shit has sucked to suck. Yeah. But I don't know if you have any last thoughts on there, but before I do that, I just... I showed this on another stream, but this is a picture of Tomo over here. And so, like, like you can see it on the, on the stream, but, I mean, tell me he doesn't have, like, some weird resemblance to Knuckle Dew. I mean, like... There's something about him that just I don't know. He kind of like oozes this Knuckle Dew look to his to him. I don't know. I mean, I guess if Knuckle Dew was like 17 in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, any any last thoughts on it, uh, Brandon? 
Uh, yeah. We're better. <laughs> <laughs> Just a fact. Hold that shit forever and ever. Amen. Now, I, I, I am 10 years older than you, and you're 10 years older than Isaiah. So, Isaiah, are you better? Are you guys outside of Kyle P better than... Oh, his generation is the same as mine. His generation is the same as mine. We're all we the same. We're all the same gen. We're all... The, we're the 09 er gen. We're all the same. Man, that's... I don't care if you came in, like, 08 or 2011. Like, it's all the same generation. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it kind of is, like, to be fair. I Well, see, that's the thing. Say no to Weave. Sonic Fox can't win in Marvel 2 right now. <laughs> yeah, they played and practiced the game kind of deal. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and, come on. Like, and then, so so, so I, the one example I want to bring up of that, Sonic Fox entered, I think, one Street Fighter V major where, he was, uh, where they were legitimately trying to practice and study the game, uh, and they got top eight, yep. and who was yeah. it they beat Fong, in top eight? They, were, they played Fong in season one. They played Fong in season one and got to top eight, yeah. beat someone in top eight, got uh, CPT points. Like. Yeah. And, then, and then the other thing, too, is that the game that's the closest to MVC2 out there right now is Skullgirls. And you know who one of the best Which, players in Skullgirls yeah. is? Sonic it's Fox. Yeah, Sonic Fox. <laughs> so it would not take him a long time to get him to get them good at uh, MVC two at all. I I, I truly yeah. I truly believe. And, and again, if Sonic Fox sat down and studied hyper fighting, could Sonic Fox beat Mike Watson? Yeah, uh, that's Sonic Fox. He's definite. Uh, they're definitely Look, man, an outlier. Like, like Obama said. I'm so glad Sonic Fox doesn't want to take my girlfriend, my job, my apartment. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm 100% sure that if they put their mind to it, they could take it all. 100% sure. Uh, Sonic Fox could win in Street Fighter V. 100% they could win in Absolutely. Street Fighter V. I feel yeah. like they've already proven it. Even if they hadn't won the major that time, that was like their first major with the game. Okay. Right? Like, I mean, they didn't win their first uh, uh, major in other games. Right. Like, and, and I'll <laughs> say this much. Yes. Would Sonic Fox have a lot of competition to fight against would it be free for sonic fox like it is for for them in like nrs and stuff no it wouldn't be would sonic fox be one of those people who's in the mix and be in the top 10 of the cpt board every year yeah <laughs> if they Probably. dedicated to it so if they dedicated themselves to the to street fighter 5 100 percent. there's there's all right no, well no, i'm gonna no go because we're gonna get into another subject okay <laughs> All right. I'm going to peace out. Fair enough. Have a good night and uh, get some rest.